Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of Fail. Ooh, welcome back to Spooktober. Ooh, <laughs> remember our failed episode last week? Ooh, oh, wait, we're making you, up for it now. <laughs> did you release that yet? No, not yet. Ah, not damn yet it, I've, no. I've, well, I've, I mean, but by, by the time they listen to this, right, right. obviously they've been released. I've been yeah. wanting to listen to that just because that was such a <laughs> weird failed experiment on our end. Yeah, but hey, today's not a failed experiment, right? Well, yes, I, I, no? w- I would say slightly in a huh? sense because we are talking about a horror slash martial arts slash comedy movie, <laughs> but I kind of think this movie is really lacking in the martial arts. Okay, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. It is a, a, well, it's not like Silent Rage, which is like a kung fu. Uh, it's a neo noir science fiction, <laughs> whatever, whatever that long genre is that that movie was. This is a kung fu horror comedy, right? So yes, you said last in our uh, uh, Encounters with a Spooky Kind episode that it's very hard to blend three genres together, but I think that this one does it pretty <laughs> wow, pretty effectively well. Uh, but yes, you are right. If there's any sort of compromise to be made there, it's in the Kung Fu aspect, right? Yeah. Oh, but it still constitutes as that. Yeah. And, uh, we should just clarify <laughs> today. We're talking about Mr. Vampire. Mr. Vampire, uh, Gyeong Si Sin Sang in Cantonese, uh, which literally does translate to Mr. Vampire. I feel like a lot of times when you translate a foreign title to English, they always, they always like have to tweak it around. It's like, oh, uh, that really long Thai title it's gonna be born to fight now has nothing to do with that but sure yeah um yeah so mr vampire uh is exactly what it sounds like um and i don't think we you and i have co- have watched or covered mr vampire or spooky's uh, uh, encounters of spooky kind uh before so i'm glad that we're saving this one for the halloween episode but that was all incidental that was not I was not chosen by you know our, our choice. Right, right. Yeah. If if anything, <laughs> I I kept on thinking of encounters of the spooky kind after watching this. Um, this movie feels like what I wanted from encounters of the spooky kind. Right. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Well, I mean, it obviously the encounters starred Sammo Hung, right? And this was like 1980. Whereas uh, Mr. Vampire takes uh, was filmed in 1985, released in 1985, I mean, um, and Samo took on the chair of just being producer, right? But you know, obviously, it was still kind of his brainchild in a way because you know he's he's very he's very much a a horror fanatic, right? He his, he has a little bit of that in him, and he wants to, he wanted to bring that out into uh, Hong Kong cinema because that wasn't very popular at the time uh, because the Chinese folks are super superstitious and. Even as I was watching this movie with uh, with my father, uh, Mr. Vampire, I mean, uh, when your father's he, when Mr. Saw... Vampire? No, 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 no. Yeah, this will all make sense in a second <laughs> okay. when I tell the whole story. Sure, sure. Uh, when I was watching Mr. Vampire with my father, not that he turned into Mr. Vampire, uh, 
when he saw the star of the the movie, uh, Lam Tingying, uh, Tingying Lam, uh, he was like, "Oh, that's uh, Tingying Lam. He's a." Uh, this dude, uh, he was in a lot of vampire movies, actually. And this mm-hmm. was actually the movie that brought forth this whole craze of vampire movies in Hong Kong. Um, and he would always play like that. I think Bay Logan said best, like the Peter Cushing kind of equivalent in Hong Kong movies, which is, you know, like the he's like the go to vampire exorcist. Yeah, he I mean, because of the success of this movie, he kind of got typecasted. So he just became Mr. Vampire forever. Right, right. Well, Hong Kong culture is very different because their their film industry is like typecastings still work. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then my dad was like, "Oh, that's uh, Chinging Lamb. That dude. Uh, he always did vampire movies, so he was cursed into because you know, he he died in 1997 from uh, liver cancer, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "Well, that's that's uh, not that he deserved it, but he's like, well, he was just asking for it because he did all these ghost movies. Really? So, wow. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, that's that's the Chinese superstition that I was huh. just bringing up before. Um, yeah, but see, uh, Bay Logan said it in his commentary for this movie, and it's very, very much is true. The Chinese folks are not only superstitious, but um, they don't see vampirism as like the way that we see it in the West, right? We, we, none of us are like, oh my God, we need to buy a, a whole clove of garlic because, you know, Dracula's coming tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the Chinese vampire myth is not really a myth. It's, it's actually kind of tied in with uh, Taoist Buddhist culture. And, you know, if you're in that household, you grew up with that kind of environment, you might believe in certain things that you'd see in the movie. Like, uh, so, hearkening to everything I was saying before, in the 80s, Hong Kong culture, you know, like Hong Kong cinema didn't see a lot of horror movies like this. So as as dated as it might be for you and I, this might actually have terrified some people in Hong Kong. Hmm. I mean, I, one of the things I was going to say is uh, I feel the movie kind of lacks in the horror elements. Uh, maybe not elements. I feel that this movie is not very scary, although there are many horror elements in it. Okay, yeah, just to clarify. Right. Okay. It's so, it's so this movie is so well lit. You can see everything. <laughs> like when I uh, at least in Encounters of the Spooky Kind, there were very very dark moments and it, it created a lot of mood. There are so many night shots that are just you. Everything is just so well lit. There's fires or there's the moonlight. It, it might have just it might have just taken place during the day. You know, like there's no right. difference almost. That's true. I mean, at least Encounters. There are scenes where there's the monsters or the, the the ghoulies who are they're in the dark and you can kind of you can't really actually make out a lot of their their facial features. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie, everything's super well lit. Yeah, and right. then you uh, you can see the makeup and it. Yeah. I don't want to say it like detracts, but you know there there is that uh, there's that notion when you make the horror movie, the less you can see, kind of the scarier it is. And then when you can see that it's clearly makeup, it kind of remove you from it i mean a little right. bit right right well uh so is that two strikes and two is that three strikes and you're out because we if the kung fu and the horror isn't really nailing it for you mm-hmm. what is the comedy for you <laughs> uh surprisingly i kind of like some of this comedy yeah okay. so uh where encounters is a spooky <laughs> kind i did not care for any of that uh sort of funny business going on in that movie here, 
I, it worked for me. And I think because of some of the ridiculousness of the scenarios, we were kind of laughing, maybe unintentionally at times. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the comedy worked here a little better. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, something about it. Just well, th this film in general just worked a lot better for me than uh, Encounters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the, I think the, the setup, right? So the setup is Mr. Vampire, uh, played by uh, Lam Ting Ying. Uh, very stoic man, you know, like as he is in basically every movie has ever been. And this actor is the, I think his best performance I've ever seen him in, and is the mentor character in Prodigal Son, right? Uh, great, great role for him. Where he's like the Wing Chun master, um, and you know, he's in in several movies that we actually covered before, you know, in smaller roles. But you know, uh, outside of the Prodigal Son guy, he was. Uh, he's mostly known for Mr. Vampire-like characters. Uh, but underneath him are two protégés or whatever. You, I guess like apprentices. Yeah, you can say. I would say apprentices. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And um, one of them is played by Ting uh, Siu Ho. I, I, I'm actually. Part, I, I might be mispronouncing his name. He is the brother of Ting uh, Galak, who was the lead of Scorpion King. Mm. A movie that we covered okay. before, I see. Uh, and he was also in Fist of Legend. Uh, he fought. Uh, he was like the rival character to Jet Li, uh, if you remember this face. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, we have him and this uh, other guy named uh, Ricky uh, Ricky Hui. Um, and I think the reason why this movie works better is because of their dynamic, right? So Mr. Vampire is essentially the Exorcist character, and these two apprentices both get into trouble. Uh, they either inv invite vampirism, uh, vampires, uh, you know, into their lives by, you know, like fucking up with all these rituals or getting uh, lured in by a ghost succubus. <laughs> uh, yeah, just that, that was up. my favorite. That's probably my favorite <laughs> part of the movie, actually. And it's not even technically vampire related. Yeah. When it's, when that whole it's, it's kind of a B plot, I guess you can say, like yeah. when that whole thing happens. I was just wondering, okay, so is the ghost going to team up with a vampire later? Is that kind of what they're <laughs> implying? But it's actually just has nothing to do with it. It's just, it literally is just a B plot. It goes away and then they're like, aha, now time for the final confrontation with, with the vampire. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, the vampire stuff is probably most interesting. And then he just, the vampire that they fight at the end, who's the final boss, I guess you can call it. Uh, kind of just goes away <laughs> a halfway point of the movie and then we have like this we really flesh out this ghost love story which doesn't really add much to the main story and it kind of shows because uh i think it like out of the whole movie the whole movie took like half a year to a year to film mm -hmm. but the love scene everything to do with the ghost took only two weeks really so, so i think <laughs> i think that kind of shows it's like yeah, oh let's just tack that on See, I like all the stuff with a ghost, though. Uh, even though, uh, it, you know, it's part of this vampire movie, I kind of wish it was its own separate thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's based off of like the like the fox, like a fox spirit. Yeah, a mm -hmm. uh, female uh, comes back as a ghost, and she's you know luring men in to right. quote unquote love them to death. I think that's why I really liked it. I got really jealous. I was like, oh man, like. I want some ghosts to just love me to death. <laughs> you want some ghost punan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird because <clears throat> uh, going with the, the vibe of the movie, you almost feel, I guess it's it's our Western uh, 
viewpoint. Like, I feel bad for the ghost, but the movie, based off of the way that they're setting it up, um, it, it's, like, very unforgiving towards, like, how the ghost character is uh, treated, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, it, you almost want to f- side with her and be like, oh, well, she's just looking for love, you know? But in actuality, if you are to believe any sort of, like, the religious context is like, well, no, you do not side with her because she is a succubus. She is not actually looking for to for love. She is just there to entrap men. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of in line with some of the Samo Hungisms about like how he's deep rooted, has a misogyny in him. But yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of interesting though because I feel that you are you, you do kind of feel bad for her in the end because they the um I guess the the character who kind of falls under her entrapment, he doesn't you know he doesn't kill her kind of spoilers, but uh, he eventually you know lets her go, and I think that's supposed to help the audience sympathize with her. Like oh maybe it's you know it's it's not really her fault. It's just she's a ghost. What else is she gonna do? She's a horny ghost. <laughs> <laughs> she is a horny ghost. Yeah, uh, so yeah. This movie uh, is very sex positive. <laughs> <laughs> In the eighties, whoa. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought that it was more uh, along the lines of, oh, you're, you're a ghost. Go away. Don't bother my friend anymore. And she fucks off. <laughs> That's the way I looked at it. <laughs> I, I, I figured that if they were really being against the whole ghost thing, he would have, you know, he would have just killed her. Yeah. Uh, instead, instead of letting her go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They didn't go that far. I, I think it's because it's the 80s and like, oh, she's pretty. To leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we have that, and meanwhile, the uh, other character... I actually don't want to say what happens to the, uh, to the fate of the other character, not until a little later when we maybe break down the fights a little bit, but this will be your semi-spoiler warning, because what happens to the other character, played by Ricky Hui, is far more interesting, because that actually adds a little tension to the, uh, what, the third act, I guess? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, like, you're very intrigued, like, oh no, what's going to happen to him? Um, yeah, so, uh, I guess the only other standouts I want to talk about, uh, are that the main villain, apparently, I don't, I can't get any sort of confirmation on this. It, apparently in some scenes, he's played by Yun, Yunwa. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like, I'm, I'm I, but then other times, like, I, it doesn't, when I'm looking at him on screen, I'm like, that looks nothing like him. Right. My understanding is that all of the... <laughs> acrobatics and action that the vampire does is supposed to be Yunwa. Mm-hmm. But why didn't they just cast him for the whole thing? <laughs> he's he's covered in makeup anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is a he is an action performer. Maybe he was doing stuff elsewhere and right. you know, his schedule didn't free up. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh all right. So, um Oh, I want to point out that uh, Moon Lee is in this movie. Oh, yeah. One of one of her, uh, I guess, one of her earliest roles, uh, and yeah. uh, it is a non martial arts role for her, which is kind of surprising because I know her mainly for you know her Ninja Terminators. Know, exactly, yeah, like her kind of kick ass action stuff. And right. it was I I I remember seeing the name. I was like, oh, cool, Moon Lee's in it. And then as the movie went on, I was like, oh, she's not doing anything. <laughs> she's just. This is kind of there, but but as I found out, this is one of her earlier roles before yep. she got famous for doing martial arts. I was like, oh, okay, fine. She's she's the pretty face. Yeah, that's well, all. that's basically all she is. She isn't even a love interest. Mm-hmm. For, for, well, yeah. she is highly sought after from the you know the bumbling apprentices, but that all kind of falls apart in the end. Yeah, 
for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's really uh, that's I guess there's only real standouts. Uh, well, we won't be maybe we'll cover other people when we get really into it. So yeah, the uh, the first uh, I guess we're jumping into the action. The first mm-hmm. real action scene, and this is what's gonna be difficult about this, as is with every other horror comedy kung fu movie that we're gonna be covering. <laughs> Is especially with villains that are of the supernatural overpowered kind, right? Like, how do you make choreography around that? And and like you said before, it's much about like uh, like the living doing the ducking and evading while the vampires are doing a lot of the striking, right? But they're not striking; they're just kind of like they're advancing, ch- advancing. They're chasing. Yeah. So this one's gonna be at least for me. I think it might be a little bit. Dis- difficult to break down because it's not choreography in the sense where people are doing hand-to-hand combat there is there are moments of it but it's it's choreography in that i need to i need to get out of the way of these vampires that are trying to bite me and they're kind of doing acrobatics around them Mm -hmm. i guess yeah that's like the best way i can describe it yeah, right, right, right. Well, I guess once we, uh, yeah, the, the first, well, let's just talk about the first setup, right? The setup is uh, Ricky Huey is, well, you just call him one, his, by his character name, Man Choi. He, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's, he's putting away all the, doing all the incantations while there's a, a row of vampires in the background with talismans on their face so they can't move. And that's part of the vampire lore. It's like if you have this talisman on their face, uh, they're immobilized. Um, but there's a lot of them, so it's obviously a little intimidating, right? But, you know, he seems calm enough. He's doing his incense, and then, boom, like, there's a, another vampire that just pops up out of nowhere and starts attacking him out of one of the coffins and chasing him all around. Turns out it's a prank uh, by... Uh, damn it, I, I just said his name. Teen Siu Ho. We'll just call him Cho, okay? Cho. Apparently, that's Yeah, the name. character's Cho. name, yeah. Let's go call it Cho. Um... So Cho, you know, plays a prank. He's like, oh, well, you know, that's just a prank. Ha ha. Uh, but turns out the talismans have been completely removed from all the vampires. And now they're advancing on them. And this is where, you know, they, I guess the real con- the choreography, I guess, kind of ensues. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's really just like a, an excuse so we can see Ching uh, uh, Lam actually doing his thing. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to talk about with this movie is I really like that they fleshed out the rules and the mythology more behind the jumping vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to keep on comparing this to Encounters of Spooky Kind because we just watched it. But like, I feel with that movie, I, I didn't get a sense of the mythology. That was just a monster and it was there. Right. I like that he is like this priest exorcist, uh, Lam Ching Ying's character. And they kind of show you the rules by just outright doing things. Like they don't, yeah. they don't say things a lot. They just right. do it, and you have to make a lot of inferring, like to just make the connections. There's right. this moment where uh, Lam Ching Ying comes in, and he has a—I don't think it's an apprentice, just like another priest or exorcist—and they both bite the tips of their fingers to draw blood. And what you find out is as long as you put like a marker on their forehead or some sort of character on their forehead, that immobilizes the vampire. That, mm-hmm. that, that, that was brand new to me. And I, and I thought, oh, okay, great. That's a cool little rule that they're adding on. Yes, but they never do it again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is it only in this one scene? Mm, they forgot. I mean, they <laughs> completely forgot. Yes. Right. Well, the rule of having the like the paper um, 
the paper with the characters on it, as long as that's attached to the forehead as well, that that's still in play in this film. And that does come yeah. back later. But you're correct. We never see them bite their fingers again. And <laughs> I mean, the wounds needed to heal. They did draw blood. So maybe that's why. My, my question is like, what kind of razor, razor sharp bottom teeth do they have that where they could just easily draw blood mm-hmm. from a simple bite like that? Eh, right. Whatever. Uh, you know what? I, I have a theory when it comes to uh, vampire Chinese vampires in media, um, because everything you just said is very true. Like you infer a lot based off of like what you see in, you know, in, in this movie and what they've, which is very true is that <clears throat> from village to village, place to place in China, you know, like the, the culture, the cultural inferences of vampires, uh, like how they operate uh, are very from place to place. Right. So, you know, like one, one place's ideas of how they operate can work completely different from another place. But this movie was so successful and that, it, it was so popular that I think that a lot of the way that we a lot of the mythology that got popularized in the world is from this movie, right? So like this is like a pioneer in many ways. You know, this is the first first of many movies that actually. What I'm saying is like a lot of the rules of the the Chinese vampire come from this movie. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's what I'm inferring. That's mm-hmm. because like what now that we're talking about it, like I'm. I looked back in Encounters of Spooky Kind, like I don't remember, I don't recognize any of these rules. Yeah, these are these don't seem familiar to me. Right, right. There, there were. I'm, I'm noticing some similarities. Like uh, when the priests were fighting, they were doing the chicken sacrifice. They needed the mm-hmm. blood and whatnot, and they had the wooden swords. But I feel that this movie is really uh, was really like fleshing those things out a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would like to say that this movie. Like has so much of the mythology done right that other movies just you know they just adapted it and be, it became a standard of how we visualize uh, like vampire media. Um, all right, so but let's actually talk about the actual fighting or like at least the stunt work. At least there's mm-hmm. really no fighting. They just kind of, I mean, well, that, that's yeah. Uh, just, just sorry to interrupt, but yeah, it's uh, there. There's a lot of stunt work on the part of the vampires in this mm-hmm. scene because. Uh, Lem Cheng Ying is trying to dispose, not really dispose him. He's trying to, you know, put him down. And it's kind of funny because he, he feels, it, it seems like he's really looking for a fight and he's kind of beating up these vampires as to where his, you know, the other fellow priest is like, no, 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 just, you know, just put him down, just put him down. And you get right. the, you know, you get this great shot of him uh, sending a vampire flying onto a table, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice stunt work. There's a funny moment where, um, he kicks the vampire, and because the vampire has rigor mortis, he just kind of like plops over oh, yeah. <laughs> against against the door. And because he has rigor mortis, he doesn't fall. He's he's just like this piece of wood that's against the door. And I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Like they they were really adhering to the rules. Yeah, right. It's like it had like a rubber band effect. That's what's really weird about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, and that whole rigor rigor mortis thing you're talking about, like I guess that explains why they just jump around. And again, you know, maybe to our Western sense sentiments, it doesn't seem so scary. Um. But you know, that's not what we're actually gonna harp on. I guess the only thing I would harp on is how on earth are you gonna have choreography 
from a vampire if all they do is hop around. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's actually you know, why we, just, we can just kind of move past this. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's a short introduction. Uh, it gives us a sense that uh, Lam Cheng Ying is the, you know, he's the expert. He's been doing this. He, while his protégés or his apprentices were really just mucking things up and absolutely defenseless you know he comes in really quickly and kind of freezes all the vampires again and things are kind of back to the status quo right right well i mean after this scene we don't really have a fight until much later on i guess a little story to connect the this fight to the next is there is a character played by ha huang uh who plays mr yam who was the adulterer character from encounters of the spooky kind Oh right. I normally yeah. <laughs> I normally don't mention I wouldn't mention a character like that or the performer at all, but the reason why I need to is because he is one of those guys that doesn't look like a martial artist. He just looks like, you know, oh look, here's there's an old man. And then as we learn from encounters, like, holy shit, this guy can fight. <laughs> and uh so when I saw him in this movie, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see his fight scene. Spoilers, he dies. <laughs> and he becomes a vampire. And that is a setup for our fight scene, I guess, or his his choreography. Mm-hmm. And what's the? Oh, well, I guess you can exp- describe the premise of this fight. Are we at the jail now? Are we at the prison? We're, I I think we're basically already at the jail. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I mean, we you, have to fast you, forward through a lot of plot. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just I was just trying to figure out where we were now. But um, yeah, basically, uh, Lam Chik Ying's character gets accused of murder because he i guess like he knew all the details of the death so they're like oh it must be you <laughs> great great police work <laughs> and so he kind of you know he is sent to the jail uh where the body was also sent to right. the body is just lying there while he's kind of getting intimidated with torture mm-hmm. and uh he's locked he's locked up behind a jail cell and uh his apprentice uh, cho comes in to lock uh break him out and lo and behold the body comes back to life yeah right 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 um so yeah like we have the two characters here and then also we have that bumbling buffoon uh, police officer character who comes into to fray as well um yeah i mean a lot of this is obviously playing up the comedy and there's a little bit of tension i wouldn't say that it's horror uh yes there's like a supernatural creature in the room but it, it's it starts to diffuse a lot of the horror when the comedy starts to ramp up yeah right also the setting this is a very very large well spaced out prison like there's nothing claustrophobic about it everything is just wide open and there's fires and there's lights everywhere so you can just see everything uh, yep. if they just turned the lights off and just made it poorly lit and then in the you know rack focus have the vampire, you know, rise from the background. Just, just creates some mood. Right, I right. think the only, the only good, like, kind of scary moment comes when um, Cho's character is looking at, in the mirror. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, he, he, right, he, yeah. He, he's looking in, uh, like, uh, he turns on the light and he realizes that he's looking in the mirror, and then the mirror comes down because it, you know, it's kind of like a. Uh, it's on a hinge, and then yeah. you see the vampire behind it. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's a you know, that's a cool scare." Cool scare. Uh, yeah. There's no mood. There's no visual mood for me because everything is so well lit. But mm-hmm. if there was going to be a scare, that would be the scare. You know what the really impressive thing about that shot is, though, right? What's that? You, you can't see the camera. Ah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, because he's he's looking at the, well. I mean, I can't even. How do you describe it? You see the mirror shot uh, of him looking at the looking into the mirror. Uh, you it's know, over it's, the it's shoulder. Clear reflection. Yeah, over the shoulder. But you know, I mean, once the mirror moves, you know, you can clearly tell it's not like oh they're faking that shot. Uh, so like, where's the cameraman? Yeah, hey, it's a good shot. Like it's it's very interesting. Yeah, I'm it's, it's... really curious now. I wonder, <laughs> did they do it with two actors <clears throat> looking at each other? Yeah. Uh, well, you can't because then the mirror. Remember, the mirror actually slides down. All so, like, right. where where would the uh, where would that be? Hmm. Maybe when it's when it slides down, you can actually see the cameraman. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. So the actual choreography here, uh, there's dummies being used, <laughs> which I like. Uh, there's, there's that shot uh, of, uh, when, he does it, when he throws them at the brick yeah. wall. Uh, yeah, that's great. I love it. Yep. Um, More dummies. Always use dummies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it's it. The first portion of it, it's pretty short lived. He he, he uh, sh- what's his freaking name? <laughs> Cho Chung Cho, Cho Cho. Yeah, Cho gets on top of the like the top of the rafters, I guess, and does a backflip and he puts a talisman on this dude's head. Um, before the buffoon comes back, the buffoon police officer comes back, and I will say, like, I I even though he this character is kind of annoying at times, uh, I think that the comedy elements either because of him or surrounding him, do work to the movie's favor, right? Uh, Would you agree? I wasn't crazy about his acting because, for me, his facial expressions, they were coming across as almost like he was mugging for the camera. He was <laughs> he, his, his, his smile and his smirk were just a little too much. So, personally, I didn't like it. Uh, yeah, just, just not for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's something funny about almost getting bitten in the nuts by a vampire. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I right, think that's right. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I meant more so his performance. Like, he's really kind of overdoing it. Uh, I mean, it right. makes for a good visual because, right. you know, you can really see his facial expressions. But mm-hmm. for me, it's just a little too much. I would have preferred if he toned that right. down. Right. Yeah. So that's what I meant. Like, it's not, sometimes it's not so much the comedy that's spouted from him, but rather like the, the choreography around surrounding him right mm-hmm. so again this is not really about the fighting it's more like the, the actual choreography right. uh, there's that element where uh, the vampire is obviously chasing after this police officer while uh cho is like throwing objects at him and then like uh, con- there's always just something that's causing this character to just just get in the way like mm-hmm. getting hit by the barrel sitting on a barrel crushing his nuts so he gets branded in the <laughs> chest uh, that's yeah, you know, it, it's you know again well, playing up the comedy. Yeah, they're well, they're playing up the the fact that he's the buffoon. You know, he's kind yeah. of useless. I like that he sits on the torture rack, causing <laughs> him to ju- you know fly in the air, and then go nuts first into the face of the vampire. I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fun. A right, little silly, right. but that's fun. Yeah, I mean, going with what you were saying before about the rules. Be just inferring the rules off of show not tell uh show don't tell mm-hmm. uh you know once once they did the uh, stop breathing thing like like the the vampire just immediately loses track of all of them and i was like oh that's great that's a that's great rule establishment i think that like i forgot that was one of the rules of the, the chinese vampires but you were like oh i didn't know that they did that yeah and then you i mean it's it's one of those things it literally comes out of nowhere because they say it real quickly but it just establishes things and it's like oh okay this is a new rule i'm i'm fine with them uh doling out the rules of the mythology during like this fight scene almost rather than 
them like maybe meeting beforehand and saying like oh by the way don't breathe around vampires <laughs> you know like it, it's kind of fun when it happens in the moment I, I i know some people would be like oh they should have established this earlier but yeah. uh, it, it's kind of fun that it's it's getting rolled out as we're uh, actively experiencing it yeah yeah i i think that's a good uh that's a good way to describe it you know what this this reminds me of it it's a weird comparison is uh the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Mm. I I always felt like when they explain the oh don't move if you don't move it won't you won't see you. Apparently they do explain it much earlier in the movie, but it's just like so glanced over that I felt like when they actually showed it, it was like ah where'd that come from? <laughs> um, but like here it's like ah you know I don't mind it you know it's like but I guess uh, for us I, I guess it it's it's a little it might be a little jarring but you still you still let it slide whereas you know, maybe maybe if you're you know if you believe these things that you're like oh yeah of course yeah you don't breathe around vampires obviously <laughs> well now we know and it's it's kind of fun because uh at first they're just kind of covering their nose covering their mouth mm -hmm. and then later they kind of expand on different ways to breathe around the vampire or yeah. evade it so i was like oh, okay it's it's evolving now it's not just yeah. oh we can't breathe around them they're they're That's coming right. up with new ways to make it interesting so i, I appreciate yeah. that the movie's doing that right right so we're talking about the next technically we're talking about the next fight which is the next scene after this right, right? yeah well <clears throat> so I, I, after I, well i wanted to mention there's a there's a few other things going on uh in this moment <laughs> like i love the it's it's you know, it's a really simple stunt, but uh, uh, Lam Ching Ying's character has his head stuck between the bars. And uh, uh, yeah. in order to kind of oh. scare him into getting out, uh, Cho's character takes a wooden stool and is just going to smash him over the head. And in order for him to pull out, his, you know, not get hit, he pulls out his head just mm -hmm. in time before the wooden stool uh, would have smacked him. And, it you know, it hits against the bars they do it in kind of a slow motion scene. I'm sure there's, I'm sure maybe it wasn't a real wooden stool, right? Uh, I wouldn't put it past it. I, you know what I think it is? I think the my biggest bigger concern is whether or not those bars really were hard for him to fit his head through. <laughs> it was, yeah, I'm guessing he his head wasn't really stuck. But I love that shot where you see him just pull his head out right as the stool would have hit and it just like it's very you know close. it just kind of reverberates against the bars it's nice it would have been easier if he just pulled his pants down the second <laughs> yeah. time but it's not as impressive obviously on screen mm -hmm. oh seeing that in the slow-mo right and we get more rules too actually so uh <clears throat> i got excited when uh lem ching ying and uh his apprentice cho they start unraveling this black wire mm -hmm. and you see it uh, visually, um, go between between uh, like his like the vampire is in the background, the wire is in the foreground, and you see it literally kind of cutting him in half. And I yep. thought we were gonna get uh, uh, where there's got bifurcate the vampire, like cut him in. Yeah, half. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was gonna cut him in two, and we were gonna get some crazy, you know, top torso of the vampire, like <laughs> crawling on the ground or flying all right. over the place. Uh -huh. And but unfortunately, that's not the case here. Yeah, I, I this is the first time I've ever seen this in any media. Maybe it just it, this part of it never flew and got adapted into other movies. Uh, I, it's apparently some sort of blessed blessed wire. Uh, so yeah, like it gives us effect where like if a vampire touches a vampire or any or even the ghost uh they just start flying back they start exploding <laughs> right, right well the it, it's almost like the wire is uh has an electrical current in it because once yep. it touches the vampire 
it does you do get the special effect of the fire on the clothing which is nice so they had to uh add that in there as well but it also literally flings them back like a like a rubber band right right yeah um but then uh then cho's character like leaps in the air and stabs him down with the wooden sword and then they set the vampire on fire (laughs) it's great (laughs) no it's totally not a not a dummy oh but well i mean at least at least they put the effort of actually making the dummy move. Yes, I was going to say, I love that you see the arms flailing or the legs flailing. Yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah, good you visual. You can't see the wires. He's, he's just on fire. It's great. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so now we're in the next segment mm-hmm. uh, where we're, uh, I guess, Moon Lee and Ricky Huey, uh, Manchoy, uh, yeah, they're in this manner and they're running away from the vampire and... I think you and I immediately drew the comparison to Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like the same exact setup. Mm-hmm. Well, they they hide inside the closet. The closet has kind of these blinds, and the blinds are casting a shadow, very similarly to when Jamie Lee Curtis is in her closet, and Michael Myers mm-hmm. is kind of like above her, trying to get in, and she stabs him with the what is it? The the coat hanger. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But this time it's. I mean, obviously they're kind of. They're kind of tweaking it, so obviously there's a little bit of a horror element in it, but it's also implementing some of the comedy. Mm-hmm. Using the same rules that we established in the earlier scene, which is don't breathe. If you don't breathe around it, it can't spot you. So you're, I think you were saying before that, you know, oh, well, we had we set up this rule now. How can we use it creatively? So they take this giant bamboo staff and they start breathing into it to draw uh, dre- breathing out into it mm-hmm. to draw its attention away from where they actually are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work entirely, but I thought that was really creative that they actually went ahead and, and thought of different ways right. to Well, it's fun so. it's funny because they they try it and it fails and then out of nowhere <laughs> uh man choice Manchoy's character sticks two Q-tips up the vampire's nose. It's a it's a great subversion because you you don't expect that at all, and that that essentially uh, you know blocks their breath or the vampire from smelling their breath. I love that. However, it, uh, well, it's reverse what, footage. It looks really silly. Of course, of course it is. I, I love that it, it's because it's funny. Obviously, it's ridiculous. But it just gets amped up another level because the vampire sneezes the Q-tips out. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Vampires don't... What? They, Why would they sneeze? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I guess we should mention, though, like, uh, this is not the same vampire as the one we were previously talking about. This is... I, I guess this is essentially, like, the main boss vampire, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess he's, like, the final boss. He, or he will be the final boss later. Uh yeah, and uh, well, now that now Cho and uh, Lam Chingying come into the the fray here, uh, they come back and they try to help, obviously, uh, to, to deal with the vampire and whatnot. Um, so they set up a, a whole bunch of wires, and you know, uh, you know, because apparently this is like a super vampire; mm-hmm. it's not just like your ordinary run of the mill one. Well, this um, is so. This is a case where they really try to use martial arts, and it is really ineffective. They, yeah. You get shots of them trying to like hit the vampire like in the face, in the head. They try to sweep it, and it's a it's like a dummy filled with cement or something because it just it's completely like uh, not moving at all. For lack of <laughs> I, I, I love the I love the dummy shot. There's a shot where of Lam Cheng Ying throwing a haymaker mm-hmm. to hit the the zombie in the head. The zombie's in the foreground, so like Lam Cheng Ying's all the way in the like in, behind him. But it's like clearly in the shot, 
And the dummy that they use, uh, which actually takes the full hit of the the, the blow, I think it's pretty convincing. Yeah, it you know, looks it, pretty it does, good. It's obviously not the real actor, but mm-hmm. you know, it looks pretty good. You know, I, I'd say I mean, it's short. It could be there could be someone in there. <laughs> I mean, knowing how <laughs> you know they they did stuff in Hong Kong, it could just be. It could be an act, a poor stuntman in there with just a really heavy padding. Maybe that's Yunhua again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they def- they kind of defeat the vampire, but the vampire escapes because it's outmatched uh, by the blessed wire that's it's being entangled in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't really understand. Like Man Choi, apparently he obviously gets the vampirism, right? He, but he's not dead, right? Well, it I it, based on what would happen later in the movie when you see his wounds. The vampire grabbed him, and I think what they're implying is his nails penetrated the skin. And uh, even though it's not a bite, I think the fact that his nails penetrated skin, the vampirism was still passed on to him. Uh, okay, I got that. Yeah, because, okay, now I yeah, because we, didn't see, we didn't see a bite, but I remember the wounds later are on his arms. So I was like, wait, mm. when, when did he get hurt? I was like, oh, he, he grabs him by the, by the arms. Okay. Right. right. Oh, that's terrifying. You know what's even more terrifying? The next shot after this fight scene is how they're trying to cure him so they uh, they are showing you all the remedies that they are devising to find the vampire cure so we get a insert shot of them cutting up a snake Ooh, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i was watching it with my dad he's like oh that that that's the that's the 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 gallbladder, gallbladder that's yeah. like yeah that's the gallbladder it's delicious it's dad, <laughs> dad not the like that's i mean the, yeah, going with you thought that the 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 killing of the chicken in counters the spooky kind was like pretty brutal this is pretty this goes on for a while like you well, see it, just, it, like, it just holds on it and you're yeah. just wondering what is going like what is happening here because <laughs> yeah, like, he's no, just digging he's digging the finger in there and he pulls it out ah. and it's like uh yeah. yeah there there there's a horror element in the in this episode right um and we also get a, a chicken getting killed later in the movie. Yes. yes. So we get it's it's like encounters, but tw- double is you know double the amount of animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the chicken's already dead, so uh, maybe, maybe maybe that's not so bad. Uh, okay. So animal cruelty aside, uh, we don't really have a fight until much later. The the whole setup is now we got that whole love story with the ghosts. Uh, we have the Manchoy who's fighting vampirism he's being told to constantly move his body so he doesn't uh, develop that rigor mortis that we're talking about which uh, i thought was kind of funny right uh oh, it's, really a, it's a silly me. setup <laughs> it's so well uh the setup is funny i think maybe i just wasn't really you know the his dance moves weren't making me laugh like i like i like the idea it, it was like um you have to keep the blood flowing or else yep. the vampirism will come so he's like all right well i'll just start dancing <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, like, I think the setup is the the premise of it is funnier than the actual execution. Yes, yes, uh, that's fine. Um, okay, so let's talk about the love story with the mm-hmm. ghost because that is the backdrop of why we have our act, our only real hand to hand combat fight between two mortals, non vampire or ghost related. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. That is true, and it's still so short. It is very short. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Cho is possessed or enchanted by the ghost. So he see he doesn't see his master, who you know his master comes into the equation to try to exercise the ghost, but the ghost tricks him, tricks Cho into see uh, 
to making him see another like rapist character uh instead of the master the buffoon police officer from earlier yes yes uh who's doing like these vile things uh at least according to what cho can see so he's attacking his own master uh, unbeknownst to him and that's the setup for why we have our only real fight scene of of the movie with hand-to-hand combat Mm -hmm. um it's not the greatest obviously because Mm -hmm. you know like the, the premise is the master doesn't actually want to hurt his his um his subordinate he just he's only there to try to exercise the demon or exercise the ghost right so it's more like one person's trying to do one thing while one other guy's trying to block him from doing it right and we have to keep on kind of cutting back to scenes of what um cho what cho's character is seeing like he's not seeing his master he's seeing the police officer right and he's doing you know he's like you said he's doing the vile things he's kind of antagonizing him or it looks like he's sexually assaulting the ghost so that has to give him that rage to then fight him yeah yeah and see uh, that's the thing it, it it's again the only fight scene but it it's not it, it's so story driven that mm-hmm. and there's a lot of those insert shots there that it, it's just like yeah i really wouldn't stay stay here just for the fight scene right like it's mm-hmm. like the choreography itself is not outstanding uh it's more like funny because of how incidental it is you know like uh, like the situation that they're in um but i mean like we we have that shot of Lam Ching Ying getting hit by that stool, which I I thought was great because mm-hmm. <laughs> like he just gets smashed by it and he immediately just twirls to the ground. Right. I I, I, I think the best thing about this scene is something I probably don't want to spoil though. Which what's the part? So um, before the ghost makes him see his master as somebody else, mm-hmm. uh, Lam Ching Ying and the ghost have a kind of a struggle, kind of a fight. Yep. And it is shocking what she does in order to try and, uh, oh. <laughs> you know, to try and fight him, to try and spook him, or right. the the special effects and the makeup and uh, right. everything that's going on. It's so fucking bizarre. I think yeah. it's great, so I, I kind of don't want to spoil it. I'll just say, like, <laughs> when we were watching it, I was not expecting that, and I was just like, whoa, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I guess she got ahead of him. <laughs> uh, it'll make sense if you watch the movie. <laughs> My jokes are so timely. Yes. Um, yeah, you know what? I yeah, like I guess without giving too much detail on it. Yeah, it's it's kind of it would be kind of a frightening imagery if the room wasn't so damn bright, so well lit. Like, oh god, everything is so well lit in this movie. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's the half measure that the Chinese audiences had to take. You know, like, well, we want to do a horror movie, but we can't make it too hor- uh, horrifying because we we want to make sure that people uh, can enjoy this movie. And outside, of, like the implied sex, sexy sex scenes, and you know whatnot in this movie, uh, for the most part, I think this movie is actually relatively family friendly. Minus all the sex stuff, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, there are moments of gore but it's it's more like blood than than yeah. actual gore so yeah it's, yeah it's not too bad yeah so you know like they, they don't make it want to make it too horrifying because again the chinese are very superstitious mm-hmm. um so we, we can't we have to take half measures when it comes to the horror stuff so yes if this room if this wasn't so well lit i mean I, it's, it still have all the, the comedy in it too so i don't know it, it feels like it'd still be a little bit of a like a, a clash in, in in themes i do like 
the one the finishing blow that uh, Lam Cheng Ying does to his subordinate, which is this flying leg lock. Mm, yes, man, it's it's such a good move. It, it he does it so effortlessly, and, and then it's done. <laughs> and then yeah, and it's done. The ghost leaves, and it's over. Yep, she supermans out the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a chicken dies, and then we get our setup for our final fight, uh, which. I will say it's pretty entertaining. Uh, Am I missing something? Yeah, there is a a rematch with the ghosts, kind of. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Well, that's the rematch is part of the final setup, right? So I guess that's kind of. Oh wait, you know what? No, it's not. It. Oh man, it just it kind of blends all together. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Cho is now tied up in order to prevent him from uh, getting back together with a ghost, Uh, and Man Choi's character is. Uh, partially succumbing to vampirism so he's uh he is now attacking cho who is tied up meanwhile uh lam ching ying is outside trying to prevent the ghost from coming in so you have these these two opposing things happening like uh he doesn't know that uh the two apprentices are fighting he's just outside like trying to battle the ghost now and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of fun special effects going on here yeah i like that Anytime the ghost touches something that is uh, implied Blessed. to hurt her, they kind of shoot like smoke out of it. Yeah. So, like, you know, like they needed to do something. And I, you can see earlier they had, um, they were doing special effects with like kind of drawing on the frames, kind of making yep. it look like lasery with uh, his sword. Yep. And I, I like here that they're doing it in camera. Like it, it could have just turned into like a Star, Star Wars mess, but uh, right. yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, well, like, I think the stuff inside is actually a little... I mean, I, I do like the the special effects that you're, talking, you're mentioning, the practical effects, but I, like inside is where a lot of the tension is being built, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's Cho is trying to run away from Man Choi, uh, and he's it, it basically turns into like a almost like a like a Three Stooges kind of thing where it's it, it, it's it's more played up for laughs. I wouldn't really call it call it choreography though mm-hmm. um but you know obviously it, it's you know it's wildly entertaining because it's it just because uh, of the snare that he's in because he's wrapped up behind around this pillar um and surprisingly the ghost actually comes in and saves the day kind of or like uh, protects him from from the attack um and then yeah the ghost well they they kind of corner the ghost and tell her to fuck off. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even fucking exaggerating. Like, that's, I think that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, go away. And that's it. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. That? I, there, there's, with the love it's story. It's so weird. Yeah, like, the everything with choreography is so short. There's this nice moment where the ghost is dragging uh, Cho's character by the arm. And then um, Lam Cheng Ying has Cho by the other hand. But he also has a sword, and he's just kind of swiping around them. He's swiping around Cho, trying to hit the ghost, but, you know, she's ducking and he's ducking, and there's, like, just really nice small bout of choreography. Like, I wish that kind of stuff could just go longer, but it's mm-hmm. this just isn't that type of movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely not. And I think, you know, I would say it doesn't over, the fight scenes don't overstay their welcome, especially with... For the supernatural fights, right? Because mm-hmm. you, after a while, you just feel like, oh, okay, I get it. Can't hurt this thing. How much, how much choreography can you actually do around these these vampires? And you know, like that. So I thought that it's effective for what it is. Um, and I guess kind of that will segue me into the uh, us into the final fight, right? Yeah. Or the final action set piece, which is 
They are now encounter. They are now holed up inside this barn stable. I don't know. Like this, this giant like building. Yeah. And they're they're trying to secure the place, but the vampire, which has now taken on its final form, uh, has infiltrated the place and is trying to take out everybody one by one. Or I guess like take out everybody, not one by one. Yeah. Oh man, uh, when the vampire kicks in the door, I I think they didn't judge how tall the door was, and then how tall those beams were that were supposedly, uh, you know, holding the door closed because. You see it like hit the actor, and then you see the camera shake. It it almost seems like it 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 wasn't intentional to do that. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, I didn't even notice that until you just pointed that out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So now that they're inside, they're trying to avoid uh, or like uh, survive, I guess. Uh, I will say there there's like small moments of like horror, but obviously they're immediately diffused with comedy because you know like there's a moment when they go upstairs they're trying to close the moon roof of the place uh but then you know as they're climbing uh climbing up to go close it the vampire's like he was already he was already in the room yeah yeah and i was like oh okay it's a good setup yeah that could have been like a great horror moment but the thing is the, the whole room is so well lit so when he just <laughs> rounds the corner you're just like oh he's right there <laughs> right right well like see now the the this leads into an actual great stunt. So yes, the vampire yes. grabs Manchoy again. And I was thinking like, oh, he's going to get vampirism again. What the fuck? <laughs> because he's grabbing him exactly where he would have dug his nails. Uh, mm-hmm. But he just shoves him past the, a bunch of these uh, these wooden panels. And in the next shot, you see, I'm pretty sure this is a stunt person. Um, you see this man, this stunt person just plummeting down a, a, you know, a, a flight uh, you know, to, to the floor below. And he just he lands back first, and I'm glad that they have all these uh, this furniture in the way, obviously uh, like obscuring the shot of like him hitting the floor because there's obviously padding there, but because of the furniture, it actually makes it look more painful than actually it probably was. Probably still painful though. Right, right, yeah. Well, what's great is he is being thrown through like a a banister railing, and the wood kind of explodes. So you're getting this great visual of everything flying everywhere. Right, and uh, it's and then he lands on. I think he lands like on a table or something, and then all the stuff falls on top of him after he hits the floor. So right. uh, it's a good distraction in that if there is padding, it's hiding it. Uh, but he still has to deal with all the shit like falling on top of him. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. You know, I, I, I've been curious uh, since we started watching this, or uh, I'm surprised we haven't covered it yet. Uh, how, I don't know how they do the effect of the vampires getting up so quickly, right? What do you mean getting so, up like, so quickly? Um, <clears throat> so, for example, in this fight, uh, they, they, t- they get the blessed wire and they hit... They, they, they wrap it around the vampire, and he flies backwards. And so you see in the next shot, the, the guy flies backwards, but immediately bounces back up. I don't know how they do that effect. It's got to be wires, right? Because he is stiff when he gets back up. That's like the only way that they probably could have did it like that. Right. It, you know, it's probably wrapped around his waist or something like that. It, I don't know. There's something, obviously, it's, it's meant to look unnatural, right? It's like he's, he's meant to just be able to spring back up. But the way that it happens, I'm like, I don't know how they physically film, like, made that performer do that. Like, maybe it was, like, wires, like, wrapped around his waist that they just pulled, yanked it up when, as soon as he hit the floor. Yeah, I, I, I think that's it. I think that's the only way, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it, it just looks so, 
it looks so like weird and uncanny because it doesn't it doesn't look like because like if you were to do that wouldn't their cloth the cloth look like it's being tangled i don't know uh, it, it, I, i've been yeah. very curious about this mm-hmm. that doesn't matter that, that none of that matters because, well i mean uh, it you 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 know you have these professional stuntmen doing it so it could just be like well he took the pain and they got up really quickly but well they're not bending their knees so how they how are they getting up <laughs> you see what spring, i mean springboard springboard always, sure always a springboard yeah <laughs> uh okay so if we're talking about like actual fighting i guess is the most we actually get of like an attempt at like fisticuffs because <laughs> uh cho is trying to do less like, choreography he's like hitting the vampire in the face kicking him in the face mm-hmm. uh and, and he's uh, just kind of getting thrown around at this point yeah yeah like that, i love none of it matters because it's, right. it's just the tank yeah i love that uh the moment before this happens though where um the vampire throws like this kind of like big chunk of wood at him and you mm-hmm. see it hit like Lam Ching Ying like off the screen before uh, Cho starts attacking him with those hits. And I was just like, oh, that looked really painful. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I don't know. Like, what else is there with the choreography? I guess it's more about like the the situation, right? So the situation is that the... Yeah, you know, they're trying. They're running out of ways to deal with this thing because this vampire. Usually, the vampires are stiff, jumping ones, but this because this one has reached its final form. It's it's far more mobile, so it's like mm-hmm. actually running around the room and chasing them. And unfortunately, they run out of floss, so <laughs> now now they can't. They they, they can't deal with him uh, the same way anymore. Um, well, they do have rice. <laughs> they have rice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have this great shot of. Uh, Cho, uh, the performer. Um, oh my god, I keep getting his name. Whatever he, the performer, he does an actual backflip off of the the door, which I thought was you know great because there's no wire work that's actually being being done there. Um, and yeah, it's it, uh, I don't know how many times I can say this. Like they avoid the vampire and they keep hitting it on the back and run away from it. It's right. it's like a it's just like a back and forth of this. Yeah. Uh, well, this what one. I like here though is uh, at least. Uh, the actor who's playing Cho, he's doing like a lot of uh, flips, and uh, you know, he like you said, he does the backflip off the door, which is yeah. awesome. And then he's it turns into him now just throwing furniture at the vampire, and then also doing like front flips away. So yeah, uh, it's not fight choreography, but there is you know the physical choreography of him doing these things, which is really fun. Right. I do you know that this one great shot. Uh, or this is super. This is very much like a Shaw Brothers kind of shot. It's probably the best portion of the choreography. It's um, so Cho jumps and grabs the banner, right, and then he hooks his legs onto the top banister mm-hmm. as Lum Chinging uh, is basically hurling his entire body at the vampire and basically uh, pinning him down to the ground. So while Cho is up there inverted, he stick he grabs. Uh, two swords and tries to stab the the vampire in the eyes yeah this is all happening in one shot Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a it's again it's very acrobatic it's very impractical but it's very much reminiscent of what you'd see in 70s era shaw brothers movies well it to yeah uh well it's very reminiscent of crippled adventures Uh, they kind of they tried to do that with the last boss where Somebody jumps like on a banister above the boss, locks his legs in, and then turns his body upside down to kind of hold him from the top. Yeah. 
where someone was like attacking from the bottom. And that's what I was seeing here mm-hmm. uh, as where in, in this movie, Cho's character, he has the, the two swords or the two, yeah, the two swords and he stabs downwards and it just is completely ineffective. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a shame. Like I wish that got drawn out just a little more because it happened so quick. I didn't even realize what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, the choreography kind of, I mean, that's like the highlight there, right? I, I think it, it, never really gets as good as that really um but i don't i don't think that the whole action scene is loses momentum because at least once they start they open the front door they run outside you see that the row of vampires again right Mm -hmm. from the very beginning of the movie and we're like and then when we see that the the person this other other priest the other priest there you go the other priest who we didn't mention at all in the movie uh, he he commands them to attack the the main bad guy. We're like, oh, this is a great setup. We're gonna see a vampire versus vampire fight. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome, and it doesn't really get fleshed out much. It doesn't get fleshed out at all, man. Like when that was such an awesome surprise when he you know you open the door and you see the vampires from the beginning. I was like, oh shit, it's gonna be like a twelve on one fight. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, you know, our main vampire bad guy is just too overpowered and right. just, you know, key blasts them all away. It's, it's yeah, uh, it's a little anticlimactic. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they don't really do much with this. The, you know, now now it just becomes more about brute force, uh, trying mm-hmm. to hold the vampire down. And uh, they, they, I think they introduced a rule that's a little too late, which is like, oh, if you kiss the vampire, you can suck out its breath. Uh, I've heard that one before. In was other... it through a kiss? I thought it was supposed to be you literally have to suck out his breath. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, know that. I, I don't know. know the exact uh, uh, specifications of it. Right. I thought they had to suck out his breath, but it just kind of looks like they're trying to kiss him. Yeah. So it's a little. It's very very silly. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's it's weird because like now that we're actually holding the vampire down, the camera is lingering on it. You can see it's totally a mask. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, uh, of course and it's, it's so well lit. <laughs> yeah, freaking set is just way too well lit. Yeah, well, they don't use the whole suck out its breath thing at all. They just like, like oh, it's a, here's a moment for comedy, but they don't actually go with it. You know, they, they, well, they she just, does. Well, Moon Lee she does tries kiss him, but then he just kind of deflects them all away. Yeah. And I think what happened is uh, Cho's character takes a giant log mm-hmm. and literally hits him over the chest. And you can see, like, uh, it looks like poof comes out of his mouth. So I think that's what they were implying that that was his breath now, finally leaving uh, his body. And now he's susceptible to being set on fire. Well, I mean, he, I think he would have died from being set on fire anyways, because I think the rule was set that vampires are susceptible to fire. Yeah, but they did not. They didn't really establish that too well, so that was a little disappointing. Okay. I just thought the whole breath sucking out thing was just was like that was so pointless. It doesn't matter because it's so short. Uh, what matters is the final stunt, which is Yunwa in vampire garb gets lit on fire. Oh my god, it's it's pretty <laughs> crazy. Uh, it's the stunt isn't as insane as the uh, encounters of the spooky kind stunt where you have the stuntman on fire falling right. off of you know this really really high platform onto the ground. But uh, the crazy thing is uh, Cho's character takes like a jug full of flammable oil and tosses it on the ground, igniting it even more. And he, you just see these slow motion shots of the poor guy like just like you know 
on fire, like yeah. kind of rolling around. And this is all happening indoors. <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, something more terrifying of on, the, on of this these wood built inside. set. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I know that some of the set, uh, what like some of the sets in this movie are the same sets that they used in uh, Fist of Fury, or the one with uh, Bruce Lee. Um, I don't think it's this one, and I would imagine that they wouldn't want to do it in that one because it's like that's like a legendary set. You don't you don't fuck up with that set. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's a great it's a crazy stunt. It's like it, because you know how Hong Kong movies are. They they let uh, in Hollywood. They're like, oh well, the stuntman's on fire. And cut. Okay, now we, we extinguish him. In the Hong Kong movie, it would be like, all right, the guy's on fire. Just let him burn. Just, <laughs> yeah, just like, keep... <laughs> they go on their lunch break. <laughs> yeah. It's like, the cameras, keep rolling, keep rolling. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy stunt. It's, it's, an awesome, it's an awesome shot of like everything just like being uh, lit ablaze. And then the movie ends. And that's Mr. Vampire. And that's Mr. Vampire. <laughs> yes, we get your typical freeze frame. Yep. But I wish it. I wish it stuck on the freeze frame because I didn't even get that the movie was over. Because you get that freeze frame mm-hmm. after he tri- after the other priest trips, mm-hmm. but then it immediately goes into credits and then footage from the movie. Yep. So it, you know, there's kind of a disconnect. Like I, I, I prefer the freeze frame and just kind of stick with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know at the time the this was popular. They're like, well, let's re- re- either recap the movie. They probably didn't have any footage that was good for like outtakes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah, they just they just call it an end uh, because that was Mister Vampire, and um, this is really weird for us to keep doing horror kung fu comedies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it's very you know because I feel like the consensus will always be like, oh, the kung fu is always going to take a hit. Because oh, of I think else. I think it just happened that the movies we chose just don't have good kung fu in them. <laughs> uh, well, this one barely has any martial arts in it, but mm-hmm. we decided to still talk about it. Uh, I think uh, it was still fun to watch because we just uh, saw Encounters of the Spooky Kind, and this feels like uh, succession this feels like naturally would have would have come next mm-hmm. uh, in making a horror martial arts film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I, this movie's important because it, it definitely, I can see how it paved the way for a lot of future vampire movies, vampire kung fu movies. Maybe not kung fu, but just vampire movies in general. Um, I, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good, you know, decent film. I think, I think both and I, well, I can't speak for you, but I definitely had a, a good time watching it. I thought it was def. I liked Encounters in a way. Like, I definitely have admiration for it. I liked it enough. Uh, but I think overall this movie is far more entertaining. Oh yeah, I would highly agree with you there. I, I, I mean, I mentioned in the lat in the Encounters episode, the movie was a little bit of a chore to get through, and I just wasn't <laughs> digging the genre mashups and how Samo brought it all together. Yeah. Uh, in this, like, while I felt many of many aspects of each genre were lacking, I think the movie as a whole was just so much more entertaining to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think it does... does if, yeah, like you said, it's a natural progression from what Encounters did. And yeah, I think it's... Uh, it's definitely a good, entertaining film all in all. Uh, I think it's... You can definitely put this on. I don't think it excels a, in any particular area. It's not scary. Mm-hmm. It's not... Uh, like the comedy is just it's it's good it's not amazing it's like it's not laugh out loud hilarious it's it's good uh and 
I mean, this kind of goes along with the whole martial arts recommendation thing. I don't think the martial arts in this is so good. Uh, or like, it's not, it obviously has to take a hit because of the supernatural elements in it. So I definitely don't think you should watch the fight scenes without the movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely watch the movie uh, because the fight scenes themselves don't really, they're not all that entertaining without context. And I think this movie is obviously super, very much contextual when it comes to the action. Uh, but I do recommend the movie. I think uh, because like it just for me it combines all three of those things just well enough into one cohesive thing that's like okay I think I think this is a overall good time to be had and uh, yeah. yeah I don't know maybe, maybe I don't know maybe you agree maybe you don't I yeah don't no I I completely agree <laughs> that's about it yeah like uh it uh, yeah it's just kind of lack it's weird it's lacking in everything from the genre mm-hmm. but uh, the movie as a whole I really liked it. I was very entertained. I liked all the new rules I got to see in from vampire Jap, or Chinese vampire mythology, uh, and yeah, it was good. Just a, a pretty high recommend if you were looking for a uh, Chinese horror film. But even though it's not really scary and there's not really any martial arts, and I don't really like a lot of the comedy, but yeah, the, it's weird. The movie as a whole, it's still I still dug it. Yeah, right. so I recommend yeah. I recommend the movie. Yeah, definitely, man. This can you believe that this movie actually got award like nominated for best action for that year, nineteen eighty five? Really? Yeah, it's so, <laughs> not surprised. It lost to uh, it lost Project, Project A. a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you remember hearing that too. Uh, I don't know. I was like, uh, the Project A was Project A that great either? Like, yeah. Well, like, I mean, Project A had the uh, you know the infamous. Uh, awning stunt from jackie wasn't police story the same year as 85 i think so <laughs> i don't know I, oh, I, I, I don't know i might be wrong but if it's true it is, that's so that that's a travesty mm-hmm. no it's 85 what the fuck it isn't well i mean i, I yeah i don't know <laughs> just, we, we'll have to go back and just see what it was compared to but this is unacceptable i'm not surprised that this movie lost to project a in terms of action like it's it's not really here this is unacceptable. Zero. <laughs> I, I will not accept it. We have to travel back in time and complain. <laughs> uh, at least we're not. But, you know, I like the movie. At least we're, we're not covering fucking Hellbinders again. <laughs> Why? We already covered it. We're not going to cover it again. 